Hey beautiful people, what's up and welcome back to Taking Over the Photo Pit, a music photography podcast held by me, Boston Schultz, where I interview badass music photographers and today we are sitting down with Meryl M. So Meryl and I have been talking on Instagram for a while and just following up with each other's work and like saying hi and like talking through stories and the reason that I really wanted to bring her onto the podcast is to hear her point of view of the music industry from a photographer's perspective as well as a musician's perspective because she's also a drummer. So I think that she's super sweet and super kind and I was really excited to have her on the podcast and just sit down and let her explain her story and how she really fell in love with music. And she's such a great storyteller and she really dives deep into how she got started, what influenced her, and it's just a great episodes. So we're just going to dive right into this one. Enjoy. Hey, Meryl, I'm so excited about having you finally sit down with me because we have been talking on Instagram a little bit and just like Yay. really chatting about like photo stuff I and know. random shit. So I'm like so excited <laughs> to sit here with you today. And yes, me too. Thank uh, you so much for having me. No Ooh. problem. Oh, it's so exciting whenever I get to sit down with someone um, that like I've been talking to and I know I'm like, oh, I'm kind of oh, just yeah. like all hanging out so let's just start off with you giving us like a little quick background of like how you got started in the music industry and yeah like your your little background story um okay um so my name is Meryl I am based in Los Angeles California I do photography mainly um music photography I do a little bit of weddings and portraits as well but I could pretty much say I'm much comfortable <laughs> with uh, music, music photography. Um, so yeah, I've been shooting, I believe, since 2014, nice. about six six years now. Um, so yeah, but then COVID happened. So oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> so yeah. Um, Let's see. Um, I started with photography. This is so funny because way back when I was a kid, I think I started falling in love with photography unconsciously. It's like um, way back when I was in the Philippines because I migrated here about six, seven years ago. So I would go through like photo albums that we have at the house, like family pictures, like the developed ones. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, go crazy, look through them. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Oh my God, this is so cute. I would like go through them like nonstop. I would organize it. I would like, like stick pictures on my bedroom walls like crazy. I would like cut up pictures from magazines and stick it up to my bedroom walls. It's crazy, but I never really... I don't know, I, I never really realized that I do love photographs, um, not until I guess when I came to um, high school. So when I was in high school, I was like your uh, usual, you know, anime, anime, um, what do you call this? anime geek <laughs> you know what I mean I like Japanese dramas you know like boy bands like all those dancing groups I like dancing and everything and so one day one of my best friends was like 
oh my gosh, you need to freaking listen to this band. This band is something you need to listen to it now, like seriously now. So we were in class and um, it was break time and now he handed me the phone. It's like the little Nokia phone that we have. And I listened to it and I was like, oh my freaking God, this is something. And that band was Panic at the Disco. Oh my gosh, I love it. This, this year, <laughs> this was the year where A Fever You Can Sweat Out comes out. It was the first of ever um, album of the Panic at the Disco and we were like listening to it. Oh my gosh, the creativity. Oh my God, I was like, it's so unique. I mean, I have been listening to bands I mean, I don't think I have. My my dad is a musician, so he would always play like music, Beatles, and everything on at the house. But I don't think I really paid too much attention to it. Uh-huh. But from that moment on, I was like, "Oh my God, why have I not discovered this before? Why am I just, you know, um, only listening to these types of bands?" And so I became obsessed. I mean, all of us, all of my best friends, became obsessed. And then we were like looking up um looking up the albums the photos and then i went on ahead and um figured uh, figured about um fallout boys and all these bands i was like into bands and i was like oh my god why why am i just discovering this now and so i was so eager like i would like literally look through the internet and like print pictures of ryan ross Brandon Yeri, Pete Moines, I would print them crazy. I would cut out their faces and stick them to my desk. I was that obsessed and with music and everything. So from that on, I realized that I like, you know, I really do like music and musicians. So I kind of like, it's my, my, I think the things that I like got twisted from being into animes and Asian stuff into, you know, more like music, like guitars, band and everything. Mm-hmm. And so a couple of months that we've been obsessed over these bands, we got the news that they were going to be touring and they were going to have a show in Manila. So I was like, oh my God. We need to go there. We have to be there. We need to we need to go to that show. And we were like freaking high schoolers. We were like <laughs> first uh, first year high school. We barely got out of elementary school. So we don't have a job. We're like just fully dependent on the allowance that our parents give us. So I was like, oh my God, how can we afford this? We have to do something. So from that moment on, I kept telling my dad dad you need to take me to this concert this is everything to me you know like you know how you get so dramatic when you're a kid and you want something (laughs) like every single day I would tell him until they just shut us off all of our parents shut us off you're not going to the concert you're too young for this you're not supposed to be doing this you have to focus on your on your studies yeah 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 and so we gave up and then we you know kind of care and i'm gonna be able to go i don't have the money blah 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 and so that day i freaking remember the day it was august 14 2008 i would never forget that day (laughs) it was at school and then we were like well so what now the concerts tonight we're not gonna go we were like crying oh my god we're not gonna go this is gonna ruin our lives forever we're so dramatic like 
oh gosh, thinking about it now, we were so dramatic. But then right after school, I was like, okay, I'm going to give him one more time. I'm going to talk to my dad one more time and let's see. So I went, I went uh, after school, I went straight to my dad's rooms. My eyes were all teary. My face was swollen. My eyes are so sad. I was like, dad dad please please let me go to this concert this is everything blah, blah, blah. and he was laughing he was <laughs> laughing at me because this kid who have grew up listening to him play guitars and watch bands is just barely i mean it's just discovering bands right yeah. now he was laughing at me he was like you grew up listening to me playing guitar and now you're so obsessed with this band now you want to watch concerts i was like yes please i'll do everything i'll study hard i'll give you straight a's you know i'll, I'll wipe the floors clean like i so, was so dramatic he was laughing and then he was like okay fine let's go i was like oh my god oh my god and so I called my best friend. I was like, oh, my God, Dad, Dad is going to take us. And we're going to go there. We're going to pick you up in five, ten minutes. You need to get ready. We're going to go. We're going to see Panic at the disco. And then she was like, but my mom won't let me go. What do I do? <laughs> and, I was, and then I went ahead and talked to her mom. And then my dad talked to her mom. And so we ended up going. And it was, oh, my gosh. I was telling you, it literally changed my life. And like, just, like, right? spiraled your whole like, deep dive yes. into music oh my god and then i, I was like boom i was like after that night i want to be a part of that i want to be a part of that concert then doesn't matter what i do i want to be part of that and so that moment on and you know i realized my love for photography and music and so you know match the mode up it's music photography and that's how i just i don't know i just really love to be a part of concerts and live music i do believe that day of august 14 2008 is uh, really the day that my 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 life changed forever because ever since that day i've been dreaming of doing like what i've been doing right now so i was like oh my gosh <sighs> so yeah i mean that's I how I basically that. started. Um, that's how I basically figured out that I love photography. And looking back, I would remember, you know, I did love photography, even though when I was young, because, you know, like what I told you, I do obsessed about the photo album. So we have in our house. But mm -hmm. it's what's just after that moment that I figured that I am really in love with this, you know, with this art. It's, I don't know, it's something yeah oh, so yeah. when you started in like music photography like how did you dive into that did you just start bringing your camera to like local shows was it like super intentional that you were like okay i'm now gonna be a music photographer or like how did that come about okay so with that because when all those stuff happens with panic at the disco and stuff i was in the philippines in my country and then in 2013 we had to migrate here mm -hmm. so it was my 18th birthday and my sister she knows how much i love i love 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 photography i don't have a job when i came here i think on the first year that we came here on my 18th birthday she uh gave me a chris uh, my birthday gift my very first um, DSLR camera oh, and nice. it, I remember it it's a Nikon um, B3200 with a oh, lens. yeah 
I still have that. I, I mean, I shoot but, Canon now, but I still have that camera. That's so I funny. No, <laughs> that I was can't my. Let it go. That was my yeah. starter camera too, and I still have oh, it. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? I can't. I can't let it go. I was like, I can make <laughs> something out of this if I sell it, and and then I can, you know, buy another lens for Canon. So. But I was like, no, I can't. I can't let it go. It's my everything. It's the first baby that I have. So yeah. I was like, it's still here with me. So yeah. So moving forward, she gave me the DSL, uh, the first ever uh, DSLR camera that I have. I was crying. I was like, oh my god, I can start photography because she knows very well. Because even even if we had the phones before with the crappy camera stuff, I was like, take uh, photos. Uh, from it like regardless how how grungy it looks like or how uh what do you call this how blurred it looks like i would like position myself in some certain way okay this angle looks good blah 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 mm -hmm. so she, she knows how much i've loved photography and she gave me that camera on the 18th birthday it just oh my gosh so i started I started looking up shows on on town because I I just came it I just came here in um in America I barely know anyone I barely don't know how to get around town so I researched on Facebook and everything you know um, live shows blah 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 and so from that moment on I found a show um this band this one big band from my country is gonna have a tour here in America. So I was like, oh my God, I need to go in there because I've been a big fan of this band and the band is called um, Slop Shop. So I, I need to go there. And so I was looking up, I was looking up the posters. I called the producer or promoter, I forgot her name. I was like, hey, um, I would really love to shoot the show. Can I bring my camera in, blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, okay, cool. You can come in, you can shoot, blah, blah, blah. Just pay for the ticket to go to the entrance. <laughs> I was like, okay, no problem. I'll pay for the ticket. I think, I believe it's just Oh, less than fifty dollars. I think thirty or forty dollars or something like that. Because it's just a small venue and it's yeah. in um, Glendale. I don't know if you know the place. It's uh, beyond the Stars Palace. Uh -uh. It's a small venue, so I was like, okay, no problem. I'll pay for a ticket. And so I went in and bring my camera. I know I I don't know anyone. I don't know what the scene is. It's my first ever time going into the scene like this. I've never uh, I've never. Um, tried taking pictures in concert. It wasn't my first time. It was my first show. It's my first DSL camera. I don't know what the hell I'm doing with my camera. <laughs> I'm just there, you know, at front taking pictures. It's like, oh my gosh. I was like, oh, you know, just like, like looking back right now, how, how fearless I am before. I wish I still have the guts right now. <laughs> Now that I actually know how to operate camera, I wish I still have that guts that I have. So, so yeah, so I started with that show. I started my page and blah, blah, blah. So I started reaching out to different promoters and mm -hmm. um, different promoters and producers here. Because I don't know, even when before uh, COVID happened, I mainly shoot in the Filipino American music scene. Okay. So this is one thing that, um, you know, I'd love to let people know that there is a Filipino music scene here in L.A. and other parts of, uh, um, of the country, too, because a lot of people back home, 
once uh, you, you know if they know that you're migrating your music life whatever it ends there because there's no more filipino whatever but here there is a music uh music scene for filipinos and there is a community and the community is awesome so That's... i i have been shooting around those community i have been trying to move i mean like maybe expand it to a different music industry as well uh-huh. but then covid happened so yeah <laughs> so yeah that's so cool so, that there's yeah. a scene here for that is, and like it's so is. supportive like of a community that like yeah that's awesome it's crazy it is crazy and a lot of our show of of the shows that I've been able to shoot at are really big big artists in my country so I mean like looking back when I was you know still in the Philippines I would never have imagined that I would be able to take pictures of them um. because they're they are like legendary artists in the Philippines they're like John Lennon Beatles type they're like that big <laughs> in my awesome. country so when I was there I could only see them from a far 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 away I can barely even go and see their faces because mm-hmm. they're that big so whenever they have like those types of bands come in and the producers know me already the people that are bringing those big bands from my country they know me so they would let me shoot the show so being me where i I barely started and i was able to take pictures of this huge legendary bands and musicians from my country is just oh my gosh it's beyond my dream i was like it's i feel like i wasn't the perfect timing too because when when i started music photography that's where that's where you know everything social media and everything is like popping up so a lot of these artists love to have those type of pictures for their portfolio and everything so it's like the marketing it's like when i started the music photography it's like the time where our generation or our technologies evolving into like social media marketing and everything yeah so a lot of these producers really love it whenever i shoot because they are able to use those photos as well for promoting stuff for their future shows so yeah i mean oh it's crazy i don't know i mean just looking back right i i honestly have been looking back about it or thought how my journey was until today so i'm kind of like having goosebumps right now whenever when, whenever i look back and remember those th- those days so that's so yeah. cool just having like one of the things that i've heard a lot of people talk about like we get into music because we love it yeah and, like there is this pull that like everyone has of like why they started like what actually drove them to like picking up their camera going to their first concert and i love that not only have you had like this huge growth and like diving into music mm-hmm. and being obsessed with it but also like the um like having the community and like thriving in that yes. community too on top of it i think that's fantastic to hear i love i love your story i think that's I so know. amazing i love i love it too because honestly when i came here that's the first thing that came into my mind okay every single Filipino music that I know 
is for sure gonna be gone because this is a total different country and I don't know anybody here and uh-huh. so I was like everything is gone my my obsession for music is gone whatever so when I came here and I get to see all of these shows not only because we have like these producers keep bringing in these uh, artists from my country there are a lot of local shows here as well where there are producers that produce local um, shows with local Filipino bands so there are not only this bands from the Philippines that they bring but there are also you know musicians around LA and there are a lot of amazing amazing bands and they make a local shows uh, for those bands as well here and locally so I was mm. like oh my gosh there is a community and not only here when I got the chance to shoot in different states like in San Francisco and Las Vegas I mean in Nevada and Texas as well oh my gosh there are Filipino music scenes in there as well and it's crazy not only not only because we are in America there's only American scenes but there are also a lot of different types of communities in here as well and you know just to think about how how awesome that is how diverse that is is such so exciting yeah oh my gosh I've heard that like there's a pretty big like k-pop scene obviously in the United States so like you do have like these different countries music scenes yeah and I think that's fascinating I think that's a great point because like I I'm very much in the like rock and roll kind of LA community but to hear that like you know you have this diversity and these other communities that you can like just really hang out and enjoy time listening to music with other people that also appreciate and love that music I think that's fascinating that's awesome exactly Uh, yeah I mean wow I was like whoa i mean like music is something it just like, like brings everyone together it's exactly so was, oh my gosh exactly exactly so i'm really uh, curious when it comes to music photography and you're at a concert like what are you looking to capture in each like photo set or at each like I don't know if you do festivals, if you do like just big concerts, small concerts, venues, like what are you going there to capture and like really show off at the end of the day with your photos? Oh, um, I've been wanting to shoot festivals, but I never really had a chance because COVID. <laughs> because COVID. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. My main, I think, huh, I think for me, because you know, I've been there. I've been that that fan that been wanting to see mm-hmm. this band. I think my main goal whenever I take pictures is just to bring my viewers where or how it feels to be in there. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I know a lot of photographers love shooting like on the side of the stage or at the back of the stage. I was like, me, my favorite part of all is and it's the crowd shots uh, I love to be in the mosh pit in the middle everybody it's like I just want to show how it feels like to be in a concert because I've been that kid I've been that you know that uh, music lover that I've been wanting to go to concert but I don't have the money to go to so I would just go ahead and go to the internet and watch YouTube or whatever but yeah I, I basically just want to show like 
people how it feels like to be in that spot whenever you're in the mosh pit when people are you know are singing their hearts out and everything um i guess i just want to show like how it feels like to be there because i've been yeah because you know i've been in i've been there where you know like what i said where you haven't where you cannot afford to go to concert and when you cannot because you're too young and your parents are tricked so (laughs) (laughs) I want to be able to express that and I also besides doing like crowd shots I love doing like behind the scenes one Mm -hmm. because that is a part where you know a lot of a lot of people not get to have a chance to see and feel Mm-hmm. what it feels like and I want to be able to share that like how this how this is how they operate at the backstage these are the other important people that are making this event happen too not only just the artists or the photographers but we all have all these people at the back as well helping to make everything happen for this event I think I think the main goal for me is just to make sure that people felt like they were in that concert most especially taking crowd shots you know just the height of the moment so yeah so how how do you I guess land like gigs and shows for like shooting behind like the scenes backstage going and shooting in the pit like are you working with a publication right now are you just emailing on your own and reaching Mm -hmm. out are you coordinating with artists like what's your way that you go about um getting your jobs or gigs for music photography and like what is your advice to people wanting to do more as a photographer? Um, I guess because, well, I'm a, I'm about to work for a publication, actually, but then COVID happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I guess in our, I don't know, in, in our music scene is different um, because we, we're just a small community. The producers, the musicians, and our community basically know each other. And oh, so okay. the producers that work each other with the other states basically know each other so I know those producers and they know me so when I was starting I would reach out to them so I would message them I would hey I'm this and this can I take a picture of this show can I be can I be can I get a photo pass for this show blah 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 blah. most of the most of the time in our music uh music scene they would just you know ask us to pay for the ticket to just go in and they would just let you have the camera inside mm-hmm. but then a lot of times uh, there there are uh, people that would require photo passes as well where there are like I, I think it depends on the pro- on the productions there are productions that they don't let people in, in the mosh pit because they have like those railing stuff mm-hmm. and there are productions that you can just go in and bring your camera it doesn't matter just pay for the ticket whatever whatever you want to do but for me since i build all this relationship with all these promoters and these um what i call this um productions they basically know me so even before they announce some of the shows they would contact me and ask hey do you want to shoot at this show um with this date this venue and it's like That's okay awesome. cool, i'll go there and i would ask them even even if I have a photo pass, even if I do get a go signal from the producer, yeah, go go whatever you want. 
I would even I would always always ask um, the people in the venue like is it okay for me to go here hi I shoot for this band is it okay if I step in most especially the people in front of the mosh pit Mm-hmm. the people that are in front in the railings even though i have the photo pass even though i have the badge or whatever you call it i would still ask permission because i do believe that in this industry respect is the number one that you have that you need to have most especially for not only for the bands and the other stuff and the other stuff but also for the fans because these people are in line for hours just yeah. to be in front these people or standing out in the cold, standing out in the sun for for, sin, for how many hours even before the show started and then you're just gonna jump right in in front of the in front of them because you have a photo pass? No, I'm not I'm not that type of photographer. I mean, even if I am the official photographer of that production, I would always, you know, ask permission from them like, hey, or maybe even before the show started, after I scout the venue, I would ask them, hey, is it okay if I get like two, three minutes? I will hop in in front of you, take a couple pictures, and then I'll be out of your way. And, you know, most of the time, these peoples are really nice. Yeah. You just really have to like communicate with them. Don't be a douche. Don't be an <laughs> ass. Don't just, don't be, oh my gosh, I've seen a lot of photographers. They would just be, oh. I'm an official. Look at my photo pass. You're not supposed to question me. I'm like, it does not work that way. You have to put in your shoes. Like, oh, these people have been in line for hours, and you know, in our in our music scene, the bands that they go to, they they don't come in here every week. They don't come in a show every month. These um these events are planned um, years, years apart. So this, yeah. the first, this is probably the only time that they're going to be seeing this band from our country. So a lot of these people are waiting to see this band for a long, long time. And a lot of them are homesick and they've been wanting to see this, uh, this artist ever since they migrated in here. So you have to take, you know, you have to at least consider that. So I would yeah. always do that in the photo pit. I would ask them, hey, just two or three minutes. It, it, I'm, I'm out of your way, I swear. And then most of the time, they are really nice. I was like, oh, oh, you want to you shoot here? Okay, come here, come here. And then and then you'll see the other people at the other end. Oh, you can come in here too. Come on, you can, you can shoot. And then a lot of their, it's funny because a lot of the time, they would ask to get photographed as well. Oh, can you take oh, a picture? Oh yeah, of for us? sure. <laughs> I was like, definitely, definitely, I'll take a picture of you. And you know, I mean, I do believe respect, respect and communication. Just being nice gets you so far. everywhere. Yeah. Yes, gets you everywhere. And just by being in the backstage with all these productions those three little things not little those three things that's what got me in there you know I communicate well with them I respect them if they don't allow me to the certain area I respect that if you know if you need me to be here if you need me in this time I will respect that and you know mm-hmm. I, I do believe that's how I build these relationship with these productions as well so that's why you know they trust me and I have their trust I can go to pretty much, you know, all of the events that they've been doing and they would give me photo passes, you know, yeah. uh, because they do trust me. They know how I do my job and they know how I work well with the mosh pit and I don't make any 
problems or anything so yeah yeah at the end of the day it really comes down to like whether or not people want to work with you and mm-hmm. if you're really exactly. respectful kind considerate like you're you're correct that gets you literally everywhere that's all that really matters at the end of the day is just like are you fun to work with are you fun to be around because exactly. if you are like people are going to keep bringing you around pretty much yeah yeah exactly exactly so you've mentioned covid a few times so i gotta bring it up what are you doing now because this is a freaking weird situation especially for how long that this has been going on (sighs) so what what are you doing now that the industry is kind of like shut down are you looking forward to like certain things are you trying like new photography things like what are you doing to like make it through the day during covid i think i am very very fortunate enough that because even i mean before like a couple months before covid happens i have a lot a lot of plans into music photography but at the same time i do have a full-time job i am a nurse I'm a nurse, so yeah, so definitely I wasn't like uh, job wise and financial wise, I wasn't much, I wasn't really affected, which I am very, very grateful for. So even though there's a lot of plan that had, you know, ruined because of COVID, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's, that's really the one thing that, you know, I'm always grateful for because I am in the industry of healthcare and you know um but yeah with covid i don't know i'm i'm really guilty of not fixing my website i have the- <laughs> oh my gosh oh, are we all gosh, yes i'm when covid happens it started on march right i was uh-huh. like okay since i can't shoot any show then i'm not going to be um backlogged with editing photos and stuff i'll have the time to finally build my website so that's uh-huh. what i'm gonna do and guess what oh it's november god. oh my god <laughs> i am in the same boat i've been putting off like revamping my website oh, for god. months and it's, it's crazy it's so painful it takes forever uh, that's like the worst thing about being a photographer like can exactly. i just like pay some like website design it gets very expensive and I understand it because it gets it's a lot of work but at the same time I'm like I kind of just want to pay someone to take over my website for me because it's so overwhelming I totally feel you oh my gosh I was like oh my gosh it's November and I haven't moved or even edit any single thing on my website that was my main goal but guess what it's november and december is next month and it's the end of 2020 and i haven't done anything (laughs) on the freaking website i guess you know the the hard the hard part is choosing which pictures to put in there yeah because every single picture is like your baby and then you have to like pick which baby to put in there i was like this is so difficult i mean like who does this (laughs) yeah especially when like you said that you've been shooting since like for what six years yes uh so like when you've been shooting for that long like you're like do i want to put in a photo from like you know 2016 (laughs) it's like (laughs) 
Okay, like you really oh. have to like consider like your whole background of photography and it, it takes a long time. So I feel you, feel you there. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I'm, I'm guilty. I'm so guilty of that. <laughs> um, I'm also curious about this whole drumming thing. Oh, Be- wow. <laughs> because like, okay, now you're a photographer, you're a nurse, and also you drum. So like, yeah. tell me about how you got into drumming. You did say that like your dad's a musician. So like, yeah, I kind of get is. that. But like, how do you get into drumming? And like, it's just, I need a background <laughs> here. <laughs> Okay, so I think, well, it's, oh my gosh, it's all, it's all because of Panic at the Disco, really. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> yeah, so after that concert, you know, how we got so obsessed with music and everything, the day after, me and my best friends are like, we need to, you know, we need to build a band, we need to be mm-hmm. in a band so that we could be like them, or we could tour and everything, you know, how we, when you're a child, and like, you know, you could take on the world and everything, we were like that driven to make a band, and I, I only know how to play a couple of chords in the guitar during okay. that time, and so my best friends was like, okay, I'll play the guitar, and I'll, I'll play a keyboard, whatever, and I'm like, and then we were like, okay, I can play guitar, and then they were like, okay, but who's going to play drums? And then all of us was like, um, oh, nobody knows how to play drums. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'll play the drums since I have the instrument. Because my brother used to play drums. Oh he had, like, my dad bought him, like, a whole drum kit, a whole kit of cymbals. And he had lessons, like, formal lessons. So there was a drum set at our house. So I was like, okay, I'll take the drums since I already have the instrument. So. So that's when it started. It's crazy because because I think my energy was so up and I was so inspired with that concert with Panic at the Disco. I mm-hmm. feel like I could like play drums even though I never sat on a drum set before. So what after that day that we figured that I was gonna be the one playing the drums for a band, I went down I went down to our like I don't know what it calls like a garage or whatever, but we have mm-hmm. like an underground whatever set up on our place before. I went down and sat on the drum kit and I was just like hitting all the drums. <laughs> I was like hitting the cymbal, the drums, whatever, and I would play like Panic at the Disco music and I would like play oh with gosh. it. I don't <laughs> even know what the hell I'm, I'm doing. And then my brother came home from school. He heard me. I was like, what the hell are you doing? Why are you making such noise? It was like, I'm playing drums. I mean, I want to learn. It was like, <laughs> it was like, that's not how you do it. And then he took up the drumstick from me. It was, and then he taught me this beat, like, do, da, do, da. That's how you, that's how you play drums. And then it's like, okay, I'll do that. And then I, I was doing it. And then, uh, and then I just went straight to YouTube and learned the rest. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you play in a band or is it just kind of like I a do. Solo hobby yes, thing? I, we do play. It's crazy because there are times that I w- we would play in a gig and I would shoot at the same time. So I would be carrying all my my drum gears with me, and then on the other side, I would be carrying all my camera gears oh with me. Oh my god. And I don't know, I'm so crazy, but at the same time, I love it. I was like, oh my god, it's like getting, 
Oh, it's like hitting two stones in one in one time I, or something. I love it. So I, I love that you're doing so much. That, like, I know. I love being around people that are like constantly like working and doing something and thriving and like hearing you just being like, yeah, I also drop. Like it's no big deal. Like this is just fascinating to me. I love it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, now that I think about it, you know, I used to have those excuses to not work on my website. I used to have those excuses. <laughs> like, no, I don't have tonight. We have a gig. No, I have time yeah. today. I have a shoot. No, I have time today. I don't have, I, I need to edit photos. But then COVID happens and I don't have any, <laughs> any reason to not work on the website anymore. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad to know that I'm not alone with the website thing. I have you, you know. <laughs> we're promoting this together. So. We'll just harass each other on Instagram. Be yeah. Like, Are you yeah. working on your website? Because I need to work on my website. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Master, have you, like, at least logged on on your Wix account? No? Okay. This time. Come on. Work it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love it. Okay, so I have one, like, real, actually, like, last main question for you, and that's this, like, overarching kind of question of, like, the industry, because we talked about you having um, kind of, like, a more tight-knit industry that you normally sit in, but, like, have you experienced any, like, prejudices or sexism from, like, working in the music industry, um, either as a photographer or as a musician? Like, do you think that there has been anything that has impacted you, um, like, as a prejudice over the course of your career? So I guess in our in my experience, though I haven't really experienced any uh, sexism when it comes to photography, because a lot of the people that I work with have been really, really respectful and kind. But That's I guess great. when it comes to drumming, when they know you're a female, they would be like, "Oh, you hit like a girl. Oh, you hit like a baby. Oh, you're not supposed to do that because you're a girl and girls." are not supposed to do boy stuff. You're supposed to be at home and you're not supposed to go home late. Because, you know, mm. it's crazy because it's my my dad is so supportive of me being in a band and everything. It's yeah. a total different thing when it comes to my mom. Because when she figured that I was starting a band in the Philippines, she was like, you're not supposed to be playing drums. You're a girl. Well, you're not supposed to be, you know, going out. Uh, you're not supposed to be going out late, going to shows. Mm. So I think it's more cultural. I don't think I've experienced, you know, like in co, like co-photographers in the pit or something. I don't think I've, I think I, I, I don't think I've experienced any sexism when it comes to gig. I think a lot. I don't know, maybe because of the community that I'm in right now that. female drummers are oh it's fascinating it's a female and a lot of people find it like fascinating like to see a female behind the drum kit but honestly I love being behind the drum kit because nobody can see me there so (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I think it's more like culture culture whatever 
Yeah, as far as my experience go, I, I cannot really say with the other Filipino musicians or Filipino uh, photographers there. I think the main issue is just that you're a girl. You're not supposed to be doing boy stuff. You're not mm. supposed to be, you know, I don't even know why they label drumming as a boy as stuff. As a boy thing. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know where <laughs> they got Where did that, that idea but... come from? Yeah. But it is what it is. I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's really yeah. interesting. I, I I like hearing other people's perspectives, and it's really interesting to hear kind of like the cultural difference mm-hmm. that you're yeah. saying. That's really interesting. Um, okay, so last but not least, I just want to hear your like one piece of advice that you would like to leave people with. Um, like best piece of advice that you've received something that you'd love to pass on from like something that you've learned like whatever it is give us your best piece of advice oh um yeah what what i said earlier i guess i'm just gonna say it um you know just be respectful uh, be good in communication and you know just be kind to others because it's really really gonna take you everywhere and you know what one thing that i can definitely prove oh my gosh you're not gonna believe this (laughs) those three things had had taken me uh to this project that i did um so i i have a friend he knows that i'm doing photography he knows Mm -hmm. that i do I do this kind of work. I kind of go into video stuff at the same time as well, a, a little bit. So he knows that how how I work and he knows I'm communicative and everything. So he referred me to this guy that works in a magazine and he's like, oh, we need a videographer to video to take video of this one-on-one interview. And can you go there and just take video? We already have a photographer. You just need to take the video of the interview. Uh-huh. I was like, okay, cool. And then he, I've been really nice to him. And, you know, we've been in communication. And I actually, he actually got, um, got me as his photographer for his wedding. Oh, very so, cool. you know, just being kind, being respectful and being communicative yeah. is that got you anywhere. And this guy, I, I, I um what do you call them? I made friends with him when when I was in the tour in Las Vegas. He's I I believe he's one of partners of one of the producers. So that's how I met him. I was communicative with him. I was kind to him. I was respectful of him. So anyway, on that project, we were like, okay, can you do this video? Blah blah blah. I was like, okay, sure. So I went and bring ahead my fiance with me so that I have another backup in case my video screws up. So we went ahead, he gave me the address, he gave me the contact number of the person that's gonna go and interview. And then five to 10 minutes before we arrived to the, to the location, he was like, oh, I forgot to mention this. Uh, the, the person that you're gonna interview is, is famous. I was like, Ooh, okay, um, <laughs> and I was really expecting anything. I, I'm just, you know, they're taking a video of uh, interview or whatever. And yeah. so he sent me a link of this, um, of the Instagram of the person that we're going to interview. And you cannot believe I was so shocked. We were like five, 10 minutes before arriving to the location. And I looked up the inter- in Instagram and it was freaking Shavo of System of the Down. 
<laughs> I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, Google, is this really him? Is this his legit Instagram? Whatever. I was asking my fiance, he was like, is this really him? Is he like the basis of system on the top? I was like, oh my God, we're going to meet him. I was like, it's going to be a one-on-one interview. I'm going to be in the same room with him. I was like, oh my God. And then I was texting him, oh my God, he's, he's, oh my God. That's so I was so like literally cool. panicking because we were like five, ten minutes away from the location. And and my God, my, my heart was just beating. Oh my God, I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> I'm not prepared to meet him. And so we went into that location. We He came up to us and he was so humble. Oh my God, Shabo is oh it's so humble he has this studio he took he took us uh to his studio and he you know he showed us a couple of rooms that we could do an interview it's like oh this is the lightning oh this is this is uh the room we could do an interview blah 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 and so we did and he's just oh my gosh this this guy is amazing and oh my god i'd never in my lifetime would have thought that I would be doing a one-on-one with Shabo. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. So, and yeah. all from just being nice and yes. polite and communicative. Exactly. Like and this, about. That's yes. awesome. This guy, I'm not even close with him. When I met him, I was just, you know, kind and I was just, you know, talking to him. Hey, but he referred me to this magazine and then it, and then I got to meet Chavo and I was like, oh my God, it really does take you everywhere. This <laughs> is amazing. Oh my gosh. Oh, so yeah, I mean, you know, guys, just be, again, respectful of the people on the pit. You know, these fans have been there for hours. I mean, yeah. don't just be an ass and stand, you know, in front of them, pulling up your camera up and you know, blocking their sight and everything and you know just be kind and be communicative so i love it yeah i love it thank you so much thank you for sitting down with me me. oh my gosh and like telling us your whole story and so how you got started and all of just everything i love it thank you (laughs) thank you so 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 much and for everyone listening there will be links to meryl's stuff down in the description of this podcast so please go check her out and send her some love but again thank you so much for hanging out with me and i can't wait to see you in the pit 